Well, who would have thought this would be the position that we're in? Uh, when we started this podcast, I, I really had no idea where it was going to take us, nor where it would go. Um, over the past two seasons, we've covered quite a bit of space, actually. We've met some incredible people, not only guests of the program, but listeners throughout the community while we've been out and, out, out and about. I think, honestly, that might be one of my favorite things about this podcast, is when we get a chance to meet you, the listener, out in the, in the community. Um, you guys give us a bunch of ideas on uh, pod, upcoming podcasts, and you just like to talk and, and have a conversation about some of the things that we've been talking about on the podcast. So each of you guys have your favorite way of doing this, either just Jill and I or when we bring people in to talk. When we've brought people into the podcast, we don't really spend a lot of time talking about whatever business they're in, uh, but more getting to know them and having our listeners get to know them. Some of my favorite podcasts we've done over the uh, past couple of seasons are where just a few of us are just sitting around uh, and talking. As we move forward with the podcast, on occasion, we're going to pivot a bit. While we're still going to do episodes now and then with just Jill and I, our hope is to bring more voices to the podcast. We have also largely steered clear of some touchy topics, but if we're being true to ourselves, we can't just stop talking for fear of what someone might say. That isn't authentic. It isn't fair to us, and more importantly, it isn't fair to you, the listener. Will that cost us some listeners? Yeah, maybe. But our hope is that over the next several episodes, we can open up a conversation. Maybe we spark a conversation in your own life, and maybe we open one up ourselves. So we're going to start off this year with a couple of what I would call hopes, for lack of a better term. Uh, first, we'd like to make this podcast a lot more consistent. Uh, seems easy enough to do, but honestly, sometimes life just gets in the way. December of 2021 was like that for us. Life just got in the way. We traveled, did all sorts of things. Second, we're going to try and record these podcasts via video as well. As long as we have a strong signal for our Wi-Fi, we're going to do it. And, you know, who knows um, where that'll take us. So we've had some listeners ask for a video cast of this on YouTube. Um, and we think we have the equipment to do it now. So we'll give it a shot. Um, the third thing is that, uh, and this one makes me quite a bit nervous, to be honest, but that's, we really want to try and do some of these podcasts live and in person. Uh, so if it works out, we're going to try and do that live and in person. So we've tried to make a couple of them happen last season, but due to time constraints, it didn't work out as we had hoped. So with that, cheers to the past two seasons and a cheer for what is ahead. Keep your ideas flowing. Um, we love hearing from all of our listeners. And with that, officially, welcome to season three. So, Jill, we've covered a lot since our last episode. Um, we were told uh, earlier today it was November 30th was the last time that we were on. A little bit ago, yeah. So it was a little bit ago, and we've been on the road. We've you know done some visits over holidays, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, we spoke to some great kids over at Ridgewater College in Hutchinson. Yeah. We've been up to anything else that I'm forgetting? Oh, you know, we do, we talk about this occasionally. Time is kind of a, a blur, right? Like I think about... Yeah, the holidays, one of our kids had a birthday in there, uh, you know, work. Yep, we went to Ridgewater. Um, and then just, you know, trying to get outside, enjoy the, <laughs> embrace Minnesota winter a little bit because we've got it, so we might as well do something yeah, with it. Yeah, I mean, it. it's a little cold today. I don't know that I would be super excited about it, but it is one of those things that, you know, we're spending some time outside. Uh, I'm wearing a hat today because it's, I think, minus 16 outside as we're recording this, so it is a little frosty. Today's a day to embrace things inside, right? Yeah. I, yeah. But yeah, so. on the nicer days, we get outside. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about that trip over to Ridgewater a little bit. Yeah. Um, obviously, we had to wear masks when we were in there. So that was a little bit of a, you know, a hiccup because we couldn't see 
anybody else's face and they mm-hmm. couldn't see ours. Yep. So I think that that kind of uh, was a, a trick to kind of get around. It gave me a lot of insight into what teachers have been talking about, yeah. which is, you know, that it's hard to teach to a room of kids when you can't see their faces. And, you know, we sat, we gave, we talked about a variety of different topics when we were there and you're looking out into the, not the audience, but the classroom rather. And you can't tell if they're engaged or listening or not. And so it, you know, it does, it definitely makes it trickier and it gave me, you know, it gives you some appreciation for it. For absolutely, sure. I mean, absolutely. You, you work in an environment now anyway, where there's, you know, you guys wear your masks all day long all anyway. Day long. Yep. I mean, at least the employees do. Yep. Um, so you're kind of used to it, but I wasn't used to it. So for me to go through it and, and kind of see it from that vantage point as well, it really was eye opening. Yep. I did have a good time there though. I, yes. I think we, we, we talked about a lot of things and I think you and I were very in, maybe intentional on some mm-hmm. of the things that we were doing. So it was, it may have come across like, Hey, where's the fun couple that comes in and, and laughs a lot on the thing. I think we might've been able to do that maybe a little bit more had we been, Oh, I don't know, um, maskless, but that's the way it is right yeah, now. And that's, that's, that's how, kind of how we work through it. So I'm not going to lose sleep over. It. It's just the way it is, but yep. we certainly did have fun doing it. And, and I'd love to try and do that again. Oh, it was so much um, fun. It's, it's fun to talk to groups, different groups of people, right? You and I just both love people. Mm-hmm. I love, um, speaking in front of people. It brings me a lot of, I, I really enjoy it. Um, and then just students, right? People that are on purpose in a classroom learning something. Uh, there's just a different vibe, a different feeling. And yeah, they were a um, good group of kids. Yeah. So um, right now, um, today on today's episode, and we're going to be mm-hmm. joined by Kirk Hendrickson from yes. Iron Jungle. We're talking about a lot of things um, related to kind of what the direction that I, we're going to talk about early on here, which is health, uh, both mentally and physically. So, um, have you thought about giving yourself any like new year's resolutions to start the year at all? It's such a great question. And the concept of new year's resolutions is so tricky because I feel like, you know, we had an episode last year where we talked about the guiding words Mm -hmm. and that that was better than a resolution because resolutions really tend to come in strong at the beginning of January and fall off, you know, probably, Anywhere from four to 14 days later, right? (laughs) I did buy a calendar this year, a different type of calendar. I kind of forget what it's called. I have it actually sitting right here. A habit tracker. Oh, I was going to say it's a digital calendar, but it's not. Oh, heavens. No, Hmm. honey, it's still on paper. No, it's a habit (sighs) tracker. And basically, you just you set small goals for yourself for the month, and then you color in the days on this fancy little like swirly-whirly, right? So you kind of get your like artistic side. You can kind of see what's happening. I'm going to try that this year. I don't know what the goals are going to be for every month because I think that the less parameters I put around it, the better. But just healthy habits, and I'm going to try not to focus it only on like my weight and eating, although that's a part of it, but mm-hmm. I want to have, you know, other other habits come into play there. Um, so I don't know. I'm going to give that a shot, but I don't have a New Year's resolution. I don't have three guiding words. I just, you know, I don't know. I'm a little anticlimactic this year on the yeah. beginning of a new year. So how think, about you? I think right now where I'm at, I'm not in a position where I'm thinking about like a New Year's resolution per se, but maybe um, trying to get down to one word at the moment. Um, you know, I've done three, the three guiding words over the last several years. Uh, and all of them, like we talked about in the podcast last year, um, I've had great success with them. 
This year, I think right now where I fall in is I, I'm getting down to one because I think it's easier to remember. But I just I think the word experiences keeps coming up sure. in my mind. Um, you know, the last couple of years, you know, we've tried to go do things uh, out and about and, you know, as much as we can. And sometimes it's not everything. But like, you know, we went to the North Shore two summers ago mm-hmm. and we haven't done that type of thing since right now we are going on a on a little thing soon uh, yep. where we're going to go do some snowshoeing and stuff like that and that'll be fun mm-hmm. um but i i uh i'm kind of looking for experiences for us um you know moving forward as we go into 2022 already so absolutely i think for us and for the kids yeah go and do stuff yeah yep. most definitely so with that, um, let's let's jump over and talk to Kirk a little bit and oh, see how things are going. I'm excited. All right, good. All right, now we're back, and I uh, got to work on a couple of things here. You know, we're trying to do multiple things in this podcast, and number one, hit record. Um, that was a failure to start this last one, and... You know, I'm going to take that one uh, personally. The second one is that we're we're trying to record this via video, and so there's like three different record buttons you have to hit, and it's just, you know, we got to recruit one of our kids to do this. Yeah, I, I help with none of the buttons. No, so this is all wrong. <laughs> you sit, look pretty, talk. talk. You carry the conversation normally. <laughs> it feels good. So anyway, so with all of that, you know, one of the things that, um, with all that in mind, that we've just gotten done talking about. We're starting 2022 thinking about health, both mentally and physically, right? So today we're joined by Kirk Hendrickson, owner of Iron Jungle CrossFit here in Hutchinson. So Kirk, welcome to the podcast. Glad to have you on. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. It'll be fun. Yeah, so we were talking about, um, just before we got on here, New Year's resolutions. You have one this year? Yeah, yep. I'm going through uh, Bible in a Year podcast, so yeah, a little bit of the Bible every day. It's like 20 minutes. I'm already five days behind, <laughs> so holding strong. But, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's, um, you know, today could have been a little bit warmer outside. Yeah. Um, so I think today would be one of those days where you'd want to go work out inside, maybe. Um, you have an interesting space. You guys just moved in, what, two years ago or two and a half years ago into your new space? You know, I feel like it should only be two years ago because yeah. we've only been open in there yeah. like for a fraction of time. Um, I think we moved in actually almost three and a half, four years ago. Yeah, you know what's crazy is this whole pandemic crap that we've been dealing yeah. with. Yeah. I, I've lost complete track of like time. It's irrelevant now. No, we and just as an adult, through. time already went really fast. And then you throw <laughs> yeah. this pandemic in and people were like, that was four years ago. And you're like, that was 16 minutes ago. I don't uh, know what you're talking about. It's people that- are like, how long has the gym been open? I'm like five to seven years. Like, yeah. Yeah. I bet it's been more than <laughs> it's, that. <laughs> it's just like, I don't really know anymore. <laughs> it's, it's one of those fun things. But um, yeah, I think... Um, you know, we're getting into a time of season. Uh, it always starts this way is, you know, people make their New Year's resolutions that we're going to get healthier and we're going to move our bodies a little bit more. And, you know, I've been a member in the past of of the uh, Iron Jungle CrossFit family. And, uh, you know, it was different than what I'd been used to before. Mm-hmm. So we want to talk a little bit about that and we want to talk about how you got started and all those kinds of things. But I'll let Jill kind of kick it off here and kind of get started. So kind of rolling off of what Roman just said, tell us a little bit about how a CrossFit gym is different than any other gym that someone would sign up for. Yep. Biggest thing is um, we we make it fun. Um, <laughs> we, we, we game... We get, CrossFit kind of started out by gamifying fitness. So it... 
it gave uh, a measurable, uh, something measurable. We can go back, we can repeat it, we can see if we're improving. Um, and we have that in everything else. So if, if we back squat, we can see if the back squat's getting heavier. And if we bicep curl, we can see if our arms are getting bigger and if the ladies are looking at us a little bit more. <laughs> um, but that sometimes it becomes very mundane. And so what CrossFit did was it kind of took all of these things that other avenues do really well. So what about like gymnastics and uh, our, our aerobic uh, athletes, our runners and our sprinters and our bikers and our weightlifters, what do they do well, both Olympic and like uh, powerlifting, so back squatting and bench pressing and all of these things. And then it combined them in a way that um, made it fun, made it competitive, both with yeah. the person next to you and with yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, it got more people excited. It was more exciting to show up because every day was different. Um, it was exciting. Uh, there was never a chance to, uh, I guess, maybe become perfect at everything because yeah. as soon as you figured out that you were perfect at something, you realized that you then sucked at something else. Um, <laughs> and and sometimes that gets in people's heads, but I think for the most part, people like realizing that there's always more to achieve, but also seeing that they've come a long ways. Absolutely. So, yeah. one of the things that you mentioned here was, um, you know, working with you can see things and and how to do things the right way, that kind of stuff. One of the things I remember a lot about being part of the of, of the gym there, box as they were as you guys call it, um, you paid a lot of attention to making sure that people knew what they were doing. Mm-hmm. So it's not just um, you know, you're doing it correctly, right? right. That's, that was a big part of what you guys stressed quite a bit uh, to prevent injuries, that kind of stuff. But I think people think that CrossFit is for just like the super fit and that kind right. of stuff. When I was there, there was a lot of people. There was a whole range of people there, right? Yep. So how do you guys you know, bring other people into it and make it more open for everybody? Yeah. So the biggest thing is, and we have that. We have a lot of people who, um, you know, if you want ESPN or you Google CrossFit, mm-hmm. you will find, I mean, there's Instagram influencers <laughs> that are that are professional CrossFit athletes, and ESPN2 will, will run the CrossFit games over and over and over again. So you'll see these crazy, um, crazy fit people that are like 0.01% of the population. Right. Um, and that's what most people see. Um, that's not what's happening inside the gym. We do have fit people. We've got very fit people. We've got... We've got very unfit people um, mm-hmm. walking in the gym. Um, the idea is not, uh, it's not to throw them into the deep end of like, well, good luck, see what happens. Uh, everybody's capable of doing uh, everything that we do. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's a quote that goes, um, the, diff- or, the abilities of an Olympic weightlifter and my grandma uh, only differ by degree, not kind. So my weightlifter needs to be able to squat. My grandma needs to be able to squat. Mm-hmm. Weightlifter needs to to be successful. Probably squat several hundred, if not thousands, of pounds. Yeah. Uh, my grandma needs to be able to sit down at the <laughs> dinner table and get back up and again. Get back up, absolutely. Um, but those are all very important things, and so we can train all of those things inside of a room with both people, my grandma and the weightlifter. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just need to be aware of how we're training them and, and what we're focusing on. What are our goals? And so, yeah, we. Even though we gamify it and we do all of that, uh, everybody that comes in, we always say that there's three things. My number one is technique. Are you doing it correctly? Because if yeah. you're not doing it correctly, that's number one. Uh, adding 100 pounds on top of a crappy squat is probably a good good, re, uh, 
uh, what do I say? It's going to lead to injury. Yeah, eventually. good recipe, recipe for yeah. disaster. Thank you, recipe for disaster, yeah. Um, so we want to make sure that technique is sound, and that means finding range of motion, finding limitations. Some are very um, uh, preventable, mm-hmm. and, and some are we can work our way out of those things that we maybe thought were uh, incurable. We're stuck with them forever. So figuring out what those limitations are and working through them, making sure form is good. And then that we can have consistency. So technique, consistency, can we move through those things repeatedly? Mm-hmm. Um, can we do that when we're breathing heavy? Can we do that when maybe we're not focusing 100% and somebody's staring at me and my form and I know they're going to critique me? Do I still do that well? And then when that's done, then we add the intensity. Mm-hmm. You know, And that's where we start to breathe heavy and we start to sweat. And maybe we start to add some load to the movement and... And things like that. And like we talked about before, you're never perfect at anything. Once you once you figured out how to move intensely through that movement, we can then make it harder. Yeah. So, you know, everybody comes in and, and everybody has a, a page or a chapter one. And you'll come in and you might see somebody moving. And you go, oh, my gosh, I'm not where they're at. Well, that's also probably their chapter 20, maybe in chapter 20 in book number three. Yeah. Uh, and right. you have to remember that you're on chapter one. It's a good way to think about it. Yeah. And so... Um, we always say never compare, never compare your chapter one to somebody's chapter 20 yeah. um, because it's very different. So speaking of the, the people that go to your gym, I think, or you're, you refer to it as a box, as Roman tells me. You know, CrossFit refers to it as a box. Okay. It's super confusing for most people. Like, why is it a box? <laughs> the only reason it's a box is because originally CrossFit didn't want to be labeled with all of the big global gyms. Sure. So like, don't call us a gym. We're a box because... We're box shaped and there's, yeah. it's pretty empty inside. Yeah. Right. I don't really care if you call it a box or a, or a gym. gym. Okay, or a, <laughs> good. So talking about the people in yeah, your gym, right? Yeah. I think Roman and I both know people that have done CrossFit here in Hutchinson, and I one think of the things both that, of you were yeah, a part I of the gym the, for a moment. I, was, correct? I did that. What do you call it, the on ramp? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then I don't know why I stopped. I have no idea. I enjoyed it. You know, like, I don't know. I have every yeah. excuse in the book, me and everybody else. <laughs> we can right? talk later. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what, Kirk, what do you think is currently the most challenging part of your fitness journey? Oh, my, the per- hardest part for my fitness journey is, you know, when we opened the gym, um, right as we opened, I kind of dove in pretty quickly after it was up and running and we were get kind of gaining some exposure with CrossFit and bringing it to Hutchinson. Um, I kind of dove into like, sweet, I have a gym. I'm going to try to work out and maybe I'm going to try to compete. So I kind of dove head first into that. Um, and my family will tell you that I went way too deep into, I mean, I trained a lot, a lot more than, than I really had the time for. Mm -hmm. Um, and and did fairly well. I was you know, part of a, a competitive team of athletes from kind of around the world and or around the country, and we trained together once in a while and, and worked together. And I just kind of realized that I, as fun as that was, there wasn't a lot of – it wasn't giving me back the fruit that I wanted. Um, sure, I was fit. I was in really great shape. But I also wasn't – I was kind of chasing something that wasn't necessarily – wasn't what I set out to do in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just kind of I drank the Kool Aid like CrossFitters talk about, um, and even I, even I as a coach who preaches you know not overdoing it, can still overdo it. Yeah. Um, sure. And so my my fitness journey now is trying to find the balance, um, getting back to really why I started CrossFit 
even before I started the gym, um, of just finding my own health, health for life and not necessarily health for, you know, putting all of my stake in how much can I lift and do I have six pack abs and, you know, in my Instagram, you know, filter list ready, you know, things like that. So finding that balance for me has been big. It's interesting. We talked about that on a podcast, I think, in season two, where for me personally, the concept of of my weight, my fitness level and what I put in my body has really changed as I as I move more into my Mm -hmm. 40s that I want movement and longevity Mm -hmm. and health. And it's less about how I look, how people think I look right like that that piece starts to fall off and it more becomes about, no, no, I need to be able to run around with my kid and eventually my grandkids and mm-hmm. I want to be alive and moving for a long time. Yep. And yeah, it's it's funny how it, I think that becomes a more feel-good part of the fitness journey mm-hmm. than trying to attain some perfect body and yep. win some competition. There's yeah. a there's a big balance. I mean, we see on, we see on, I mean, in, and that's what sells. Everybody sees on Instagram on covers. You see the six pack abs, and you see like you could see every you know striation of the muscle, and everybody, right. you know, and and that's really appealing, and everybody wants that, and and I certainly strived for that. For and my family will tell you, I was not a pleasant person to be around when I reached what I thought I wanted from, and I'm 36 now, so for 34 years, because I was probably 34 when it happened. Like, for 34 years, I thought I knew what I wanted, and then I finally got it, and I was like, dude, I feel like shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't even want, like, this was not what I thought it was. Yeah. And, I mean, it, and it goes to show, like, what we have envisioned in our head is healthy and what's actually healthy are two very different things oftentimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we all, we all like to go for the extreme. And I think that's the hard part is a lot of people see the extreme and go, well, I could never attain that. So instead of finding a balance in the middle, we give up. So we give up on our resolution because I'm never going to get that. Mm -hmm. Or we get to it, and then I think oftentimes we find, well, this is not what I thought I want Ah, it was going to be. super true. And so that causes a whole other rabbit hole of issues too because now you got to find something else that maybe will bring you that happiness or that what you wanted. So a lot of times it is. It's identifying what, making sure that you're very clear in your goals. Um, And sometimes that's writing those down. I mean, you got to write them down, share them with people, because it's really easy when you start to get some that you want more. So, ooh, I feel really good. More is better. So maybe instead of working out for 30 minutes, I work out for you know, two hours or I Mm -hmm. work out three times a day or I lift and then I run and then I do this. And then I, and we tend to overlook all the other aspects, spending time with our family, food, nutrition, sleep, all these (laughs) other little things that we could be doing. Um, and, but we, we, we chase that rabbit hole more is better. Usually it's not. Sure. That's interesting. How did you uh, get started with your own gym? Like, what was the kind of precipice to kind of saying, you know what, I'm going to do this for myself and and, and move forward there? Oh, man. Okay. Um, So I was a youth minister for eight years, full-time here in town. Um, And and I I was very athletic. I'm going to say I was athletic. Maybe I wasn't. (laughs) But I felt athletic in high school. (laughs) I didn't play sports in college because I was a music major. There was no time for sports. I was also like this. I would have played football. 
Mm-hmm. And I was the smallest dude in the entire school that would have played football. Like the punter was bigger than I was. Um, so I'm like, that's not for me. Um, so after school, we went into youth. I went into youth ministry. And a diet of a youth minister is really nutritious. Uh, it's like McDonald's, Oreos, <laughs> yeah. you know, pop um, all the time. You're on mission trips and you're eating snack food and slamming Red Bulls to stay awake. So uh, my my health got way out of hand um, mm. very quickly and, and probably the heaviest that I ever was. And um, we were... We were trying to have kids, so I was, uh, and and we struggled a little bit with that, um, or a lot of bit with that, and we started really focusing on our, our health and what do we need to do to, to, you know, make our dream come true of having a family, and and I kind of just saw pictures of myself. I saw a staff picture once, and I'm like, oh my gosh, something happened. Mm. Like this this dude in the picture ate Kirk before <laughs> he was a youth minister, and we got to fix this. Um, and my, my dad died in his early forties. Um, so he died when I was 18. And so I was like, all right, if, if we're going to have kids, like I need to make sure, like, I don't want to die at 40. Um, and I want to make sure that I'm around because my dad missed out on a lot of stuff, um, from 18 on that. I wish he would have seen. And he certainly wasn't healthy. He was very heavy set. There were obviously some other decisions that he made in life that, kind of led to that but you know I, I knew I needed to be healthy I couldn't be the guy in the picture so I started working out at home um, and I did it I think what a lot of people do I probably you know, I did beach body I did the Shanti insanity um, <laughs> you know I did p90x and I did all those things and it was fine but just like everybody who does them you know you get super bored with that yeah um, you can repeat every single line that Tony Horton says <laughs> you know you know what's going on um, and and there's also, and then I th- ended up throwing my back out doing an insanity workout. And I will remember we had um, I, Noelle at the time, who was she was in a jumper, and I remember doing my daily insanity workout. And I was doing some kind of jump, and I I jumped, I landed, and like threw my back out. And I remember laying on the floor, and I ended up calling my, Amanda, my wife, and I was like, um, so I can't get up off the floor. And Noel is in the jumper right now. I'm just gonna lay here. <laughs> How long before you come home? And by the time she got home, I had just gotten up off the the couch or off the floor, and we got went to the chiropractor. And I was just like, oh man, this is this was dumb. Like I I did. You think all those people in those training, they're following what Shanti or Tony mm-hmm. Horton is doing, but they're not getting any feedback right. from that. Um, nobody's telling them they're doing it right or wrong. And I was fairly fit, and I was—I mean, I knew what I was a fit. I, I used to be fit, and I knew how to move, and I knew how to do all these things, and I loved exercise. But I just was—I was following what was going on on the TV, and and even then, even the person who knows everything, when you start moving and you start chasing maybe intensity, and you start breathing heavy, and you start focusing on like, I gotta keep up, and I gotta do better than I did last time. Sometimes form and things like that go out the window. Sure. And my brother ended up handing me, he started a challenge um, at the same time, and he got hooked up with a personal trainer, and that personal trainer had to happen to be a CrossFit coach. And so he, they started training him using CrossFit. And he handed me, he told me about CrossFit, and he handed me some book called Outside the Box by TJ Murphy, and I read it. And like the first two chapters was like, it just, I don't know, something like lit a fire in me because it was like, it's super competitive, but like this is what it was and this is what's going on and these people in the box are crazy. And, and like I, it, 
I finished the book in like less than 24 hours. I called my brother and I'm like, dude, when are we crossfitting? I'm coming up. Like I'll come up and I'll do the workout with you. And, and, uh, I did one workout with him and I was like, we, it was in a, that CrossFit box happened to be in the back of a big gym in St. Cloud. So okay. I was like, you walk through a tunnel, you were in a giant dome and it was on the end of the dome and a tennis court. So as soon as we finished, we went to the big portion of the gym and we went and soaked in the hot tub and I'm sitting in the hot tub and I'm like, dude, I'm going to do this forever. And <laughs> this is awesome. And, uh, so I, I buy equipment and I did it in my garage by myself and people that I was hanging out with just started to see changes. And we're like, what are you doing? Um, can I come do it with you? I'm like, sure. So I had one or two people that come work out with me in the garage. Neighbors would look at us super weird. <laughs> um, cause we're like carrying tires rolling tires down the street and things like that. I actually had one one person, uh, as I'm carrying a tire down the street, um, they stopped in their truck and they rolled the window down. And they're like, you know that if you put that on its side, you can roll it, right? And I was like, like oh my gosh, that is genius. Okay, do you think they were being helpful or a little no, smartass or no, a little this, of both? This, I thought so. I'm like, oh, like, uh-huh, that's pretty funny. And he looked at me like... No, seriously. And I'm like, okay, okay. I thought for sure, like, well, that's a pretty funny joke. But right. no, this was like... He a, was really being helpful. He was like, seriously, you know you could just roll that. <laughs> like, That's uh, fantastic. Yeah. Um, but So we just kind of got going, and eventually... Um, I decided that I wanted to get uh, I wanted to get certified in CrossFit, so I went and, and took my certification and started training. And I just started like diving in. I wanted to know everything that I could, um, picking people's brains. I was driving to different CrossFit boxes so that I could get coached myself, and then I could spend time afterwards picking their brains, um, going to different clinics on weightlifting um, and gymnastics, and just reading and ingesting every book I could, and um, eventually. Uh, a couple people started asking if I could train them. So I, we were training them out of my garage. So someone would come at five and they would leave. And then I'd, someone would come at six and then they would leave. And then someone would come at seven and they would leave. And then I would work out and then I would go do youth ministry. And then I would work out probably when I got home. Yeah. Um, and it was just craziness. Um, and eventually we just kind of decided, yeah, we had a friend who's kind of like, maybe you should just do this. Like yeah. let's open a gym. So we decided, all right, well, we'll give it a shot and see what happens. Um, youth ministry had been in for eight years, which is like eight years longer than the typical life expectancy of a youth <laughs> minister. So it's time for a change. And this seemed like a fun, a fun avenue. So there we are. Yeah. Cool. Well, so I, we're trying to like communicate here and we yeah. always do yeah. like a good back and forth. <laughs> and since we've had two months off, it's one of those things where we're always kind of looking at it. But Kirk from, a lot of people have gone through um, the gym and I know quite a few people who've gone through the yeah. gym who've had like, it's changed their life. It's not, I mean, you're talking about it now about going through and it, how it changed your life too. Is there any other stories that like stick out for you of somebody who's gone through the gym, who's completely just flipped their life on edge because they, they got involved and started working out? Um, yeah. And it's typically not in the ways that I think most people would, would think. Um, so, we certainly have success stories of weight loss. Yeah. Um, I mean, those are, those are all over the place. Uh, people who've come in and they've, they've dropped 50 pounds, 100 pounds, the 10 pounds that they've never been able to get off. Yeah. Um, they've reached 
whatever that was. Um, and those are all over the place. Um, you know, everybody that comes in probably has a little bit of that. Um, some of the biggest ones for me, though, are um, the just like you said, the mindset change for people. Um, I and they're the ones that mean the most to me too. People who come in and and will say, you know, I started here because I wanted to lose weight for you know this event or this reason or whatever. And and then after six months telling me, uh, but I didn't realize that I would be able to get off of all of my depression medications yes. and yeah. um, all of my uh, blood pressure medications. And I used to be. You know, I was I was pre-diabetic, and the doctor told me I'm out of I'm no longer in that stage anymore. Um, we, you know, I have uh, I have a, 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 a an older lady who, and I say older like because she's older than thirty six. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yep. Okay, so don't be offended if I right. say older. Um, right. Who who had come to me and said, "Hey, I, my doctor said that." You know, I've got some bone degeneration and, the, you know, it's getting to be to a point where it's kind of serious. Um, so I should, you know, talk to a trainer. And I, mm-hmm. I just said point blank, like, I I guarantee I can help you. Um, and she came in and she did, did CrossFit with us. And she went back six months later and she's like, my doctor said that that my bone density has increased. And it's, you know, it's gotten way up faster than he anticipated. Um, and so she was, you know, in the clear. Um, you know, so lots of those things that are, those mean more to me than weight loss yeah. because we can always want to lose more weight. Um, and certainly that's important because, you know, having our, our weight at a certain level for health is important. You know, we want to get out of obesity. Yeah. Um, but the other things that come from that, um, of being able to get out of depression, uh, you, you had, you addressed the gym as mm-hmm. Iron Jungle CrossFit family, yep. um, you know, having a place for people to go to. I have people who are like, I haven't lost a pound, but I don't really care if I lose a pound. I just like being able to, I know I have a place to come to that I can connect with people. Um, someone's going to push me, but at the end of the workout, like there's five or six people that I can hang out with, I can talk to. Um, for me, some of the success stories are the friendships that come out of yeah. it. Because if you look at the people inside of our gym, and most people would tell you this, they would not be friends with the people they're friends with now um, had it not been that they met them at the gym. There's no other place their paths would have ever crossed. Yep. I mean, I've got people who, I've got people who could pay for their membership without even blinking an eye. I have people who pay for their membership who haven't been to the gym in a year and a half, two years, and then I have people who are like, I have to decide. If, you know, if I'm going to put gas in my car or a gym membership yep. mm-hmm. um, and and those people are best friends that where where else would they have paths crossed? I mean, they wouldn't have yeah. been eating a steak at flank next to the, each other. They wouldn't have been rolling in the same circles. Right. Um, but because of the gym, they're best friends and they do stuff outside of the gym and they hang out. And like those are the success, success stories to me that are far more exceeding than even just the weight loss because i when i was there i I remember everybody was super supportive Mm -hmm. like you just in that's part of it i think is the ability to have people just cheering you on as well yeah you know you're trying to do something that you've never done before and now you've got six people standing around you cheering you on too and that's that's kind of fun yeah you You know know? and that's the big thing is whenever somebody comes in they're always their number one of their number one uh anxieties is 
I'm so worried about what everybody else is going to think about me yeah. here. Yeah. And I always tell them, I'm like, listen, nobody cares what you're doing here. Um, yeah. you know, nobody cares what your reason for being here is. Um, whether it's a good one or you know, like a justifiable one, nobody cares if you are in the corner doing the most or the least because nobody's paid attention to you. They're pretty much just making sure that they're not dying themselves. In the middle <laughs> of the but they do notice when you walk in the door and when you leave, and they do notice if it's been a while when they haven't seen you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's all anybody cares about. They yeah. just care that you're there. Yeah, They don't care what you do. And if you have to rest more than they do, it doesn't matter. And if your workout has to be changed, whether it needs to be made harder or it needs to be made a little bit easier to fit your needs, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. They just care that you're there. It's interesting that this is your answer because this has been an incredibly consistent theme in almost every podcast where we've had a guest is that at some point the answers come down to human connection, mm-hmm. right? And relationships and those types of things. Yep. And so it doesn't surprise me at all that that, that it circled back around to that. Oh, yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, I so think, oh, go oh, ahead. Go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. All right. Um, ahead. I think one thing that trainers will talk about is that it isn't all just about how we move, right? Mm-hmm. It isn't all about how much exercise we get or how often we work out. That also a big key player in that is what we put in our mouths. Oh yeah, yeah. So would you say that that's true? And 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 how do you kind of manage that? Do you stick to a core set of meals? Do you eat a variety? Like, how do you eat? And what do you recommend to people? How do I eat? So I'm going to be honest that I, I use myself as like the human guinea pig. Okay. Because I don't like suggesting anything to somebody that I have never tried myself. Absolutely. Um, so so I guinea pig myself a lot. Even if I have something I know works, um, I always will kind of play around and test the waters and go, okay, well, maybe this will work too. Um, and, and there are certain needs that certain people have. So I will always kind of test the waters. Now, there are usually some pretty good tried and true things that you always kind of revert back to. Sure. Um, But this is kind of an interesting one because when I started my big fitness journey um, as well, um, I have, uh, so I have terrible asthma. I have terrible allergies. Um, Like I could have taken stock in Kleenex, like my nose was always (laughs) raw and hurt from blowing. Um, My asthma was really like barely controlled. Like I had a nebulizer. I used a, a really strong uh, oral steroid that they told me once you go on, you can never go off because um, your body will become, a, it'll need it. Um, and so when I started CrossFit on my own and my journey and started watching what I was eating, I actually started by doing Whole30. Um, so if you've never done Whole30, there's a really good book on it um, called It Starts With Food um, by uh, uh, Melissa and Dallas Hartwig, I think I could be wrong, but it's probably pretty close. Look, it starts with food. Um, and it talks about, uh, the whole 30 program. And really it's, it's kind of an elimination diet. It's eliminating things that typically are stressors for most people's body and then slowly reintroducing things. And it's, I'm not going to lie and say that it's super easy. It's, I mean, anytime you're eliminating things is difficult. Um, but you do it for 30 days. And so I started doing that for 30 days, just like, what do I got to lose? I'm starting this journey, I might as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I started slowly adding things back in. But in the course of that, my prescription for my steroid, for my asthma, uh, expired. And my allergy medication had ex- or run its course, and I just never renewed it. And I didn't tell anybody that I didn't renew it. I just didn't renew it. And one, one day my wife was like, I'm going to the you know, drugstore. Do I need to redo those? I'm like, well, I haven't taken them in 
over a month and I haven't needed them. Um, so uh, I quickly figured out that the things that I was told were chronic issues for me that I would have the rest of my life was really kind of bullshit that I could almost, I could hack, hack my nutrition and my health mm-hmm. and figure out how to get rid of those things. And that's almost what kind of got me even sucked into CrossFit more was like all of these things that we're told um, we're stuck with and are possibly incurable is maybe not true because I don't use my inhaler. I don't have the steroid. I haven't taken it in 10 years. Um, I, I don't really take allergy medicine at all. Any of the things that I used to have, my cupboard is, is empty. I have room for stuff in there. Um, and so I try to dive into nutrition big time. And so there's a lot of things. People are very sensitive to certain things. I would first suggest if you are struggling with something, Check out the Whole30 diet. Eliminate and then add back in. Figuring those things out are huge first. Um, Figuring out what makes you not feel good is big. Um, Because sometimes I think we don't realize how crappy we feel because we feel that way all the time. It just becomes the new normal. That when you actually start to feel good, you're like, oh my gosh, why why have I done this to myself for 36 years uh, or 50 years or whatever it might be? So figuring that out is big, um, and I could certainly help anybody with that, but you read that book, and it's pretty straightforward. Next, um, uh, so I the thing that I like to do the most, especially if I find like mm, life's gotten a little out of hand, is I will track, I will track my food for a little while. Yep. Um, you know, and for most people, track for a little bit so that you figure out what your daily needs need to be and what that looks like yeah and and have a good healthy relationship with food and understand what's in it and then you don't need to track Mm -hmm. um you know the typical person doesn't need to track because that becomes very monotonous and that can be uh, draining too um but once you know then you can be educated about everything else that goes in your mouth now if you really want to cut if you really want to lean out if you want to have six-pack abs i will guarantee you need to track. You need to know what's going in your body and when it's going in your body and things like that. Yeah. Um, but the other thing that I would tell you from all of my advising people with nutrition is that the number one thing people don't realize that they are missing out on is protein. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People think that they eat a lot of protein because they eat chicken and they eat beef and they do all these things. But if you really were to track it, like most people are eating nowhere near the amount of protein that they actually need to consume um, to sustain a lot of the functions that their body needs, including building muscle. Um, And I'm not talking like Arnold Schwarzenegger muscle, like just the muscle that we need for daily activity. Um, So, you know, figure out what makes your body feel good. Whole 30 diet, track a little bit. So you understand what's in each piece of food, make sure you eat your protein is huge. I think one of the things that I have trouble with the most is when I look at diets is, you know, it specifically it'll say, get 25 grams of this, uh, of protein or whatever. And I don't know what the hell that is. Like it, I, and I get like kind of lost and tripped up in that and it becomes kind of almost a repetitive thing in my mind. And I'm like, eh, screw it. Is there something that like people, uh, like a hack for that necessarily? I know you talked about, you know, maybe tracking the food that you eat that kind of stuff. But is there a simple like formula that people can look at and say, Oh, if I have this, this is just easier. Yeah. I'm, you know, you asked like, do you eat the same meal every day? Like for a while when I was really trying to even like cut and get to my, like 
What what did the what's the body image the fifteen year old Kirk always dreamed he would have <laughs> when I wanted that? Um, I I ate the same meals every single day at the exact same time, yep. and I did it for. I think I started in May, um, and I went from probably. I don't know, we'll say 18% body fat. It was coming off of like our building, the redoing the building and super stressful. And I was eating mm. a lot of crock potted meals. So I went from me like 18 to 20% down to like 7% body fat. Um, and I was eating, yeah, it was the same thing every day because I didn't have to think about it. You figured it out. I didn't, yeah, and that's was, what you did. It was, yep. I mapped out a meal. It, it was, it was palatable. I knew I could eat it regularly. Um, and then I just had to eat it so I could prep it ahead of time and I could eat it. And I knew that this amount of chicken was the amount of protein that I needed for this and this amount of rice or sweet potato or vegetable or whatever was what I needed. Um, and so that was the easiest for me. Mm -hmm. That was not the easiest for my family. Sure. So if you are, if you are single, that is the way to go. Okay. Wait, your kids didn't want to yeah. eat the exact same yeah. thing at the exact same no. time every single day? Not at wow. all. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> nope. They wanted nothing to do with that. Um, and some of those things still carry over for me. So I don't track all my meals, and they're not all the same all the time. But I do have some from even that time where I'm like, I love that meal. And I so my breakfast is always the same. Mm. I eat the same thing every day, all the time. And I like it, and I don't have to think about it. Yeah. Um, and in our house, most people kind of fend for themselves as far as breakfast goes anyway, so yeah. it doesn't really conflict with anybody else. Right. Um, I do have some staple meals for lunches that I eat on my, I know I'll pretty much consistently always turn to. Um, but again, everybody fends for themselves for the most part for lunch. Mm-hmm. And then supper, uh, we kind of as a family just, we find something that works for us that way. Um, biggest thing is, the biggest hack is, like I said, do it for a little bit and tell yourself that it's not forever. Mm-hmm. Like if I do this for, if I do it for two weeks, if I do it for a month, like the knowledge I'm going to come out with in the month, like, oh, I start to learn that a chicken breast the size of my hand has about 30 grams of protein in it. Sure. So then I, then when I know I want that much, I can just, I can find the chicken breast and boom, I'm good to go. Yeah. Um, oh, I learned that a cup of rice has about what my needs are for carbs. Yeah. Um, or an avocado is about this. And you start to learn those things. So then you can order your your flank steakhouse plate and look at it and go, I have a relatively decent idea what's on this plate. Absolutely. And what I should eat and maybe what I should put in the to-go box to eat later because that exceeds my needs mm-hmm. and things like that. So that helps a lot. Um, that's probably the the most long-term healthy way. Yeah. I mean, the easiest hack is just eat protein shakes and then just drink chocolate milk <laughs> and then just, you know, just eat your, eat things with labels on it. But I wouldn't suggest that either. So, yeah. well, so you yeah. bring up an interesting question. I'm going to go rogue for a second here. Sure, Roman, so I apologize. But we talk about protein and, yeah. and I'm guessing if I have the question, so do other people. What about these shakes? And there's a myriad of options. So I don't, I don't care about a brand. I'm not into, you know, selling any yep. one kind, but, Protein shakes mm-hmm. in whatever form are very popular. Is are those all right? Okay, so this is my opinion on protein shakes, and yep. I it's just my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. Okay? Um, protein shakes were are designed for one big thing. They are a supplemental shake. So 
when it comes down to I need to have X amount of protein, some people just don't like eating food. I don't get those people, but some people yeah. don't like eating food. Yep. Okay, And sometimes the needs are maybe more than they're, they want to tolerate. Mm-hmm. You know, So I usually will suggest for most people, try to be at that like 80% of your body weight. And you can, you can skew that number a little bit. You could say like 80% of your ideal body weight. Um, anywhere from 80% to 100% of your body weight in grams of protein. So if I want to be 180, I'm going to shoot for probably being like 160 to 180 grams of protein. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot. Um, now, some people's needs might differ slightly, and that's where working with somebody who can help you walk through those can help you. But for most people, on average, like 80% is a good number to shoot for. So 160 is a lot of protein. People don't realize that. Mm-hmm. If I set 160 grams of of protein in chicken in front of you like that's a lot of protein yep um and so that's where protein shakes kind of started to become a real need because you'd get to the end of the day and you're like i have 40 grams of protein left i can't stomach another chicken breast um so the protein shake was a really easy way it's a liquid it didn't sit heavy in your stomach that we could get protein in without feeling like I'm going to you know, vomit chicken everywhere. Um, so that was one of the big reasons why protein really became really popular, people trying to get all that protein in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing is it, was, it became very convenient pre- or post-workout because then you, weren't, you didn't have a full stomach of chicken or mm. beef. You were able to eat, you know, drink a liquid. It didn't sit so heavy in your stomach. Um, you could eat it very quickly um, after your workout. You can have it ready to go. Um, there, yes, there's things behind whey, and its whey is much more readily available, so how your body can use that. you know, And that certainly can play a factor for most people just trying to be healthy. Having a protein shake that my body can use immediately is like that's so far down the list. Mm-hmm. Like let's just get the protein in. Right. You know, So protein can help that way, but being dependent on a protein shake, uh, we tend to miss out on a lot of stuff because there's sure. so many other – uh, you know, micronutrients that yeah. we are missing from having something that's, well, here's a protein shake and it's got all your protein in it, but we miss out on all the things that come from the chicken and the beef and cheese and all the probiotics mm-hmm. from cottage cheese and yogurt. We mm-hmm. miss out on all of those sure, because it's not maybe in that protein shake. Absolutely. And so a protein shake once in a while is fine. But if it's part of your meal every single day or, God forbid, you're having three meals a day on protein shakes and then you're having, like, one tiny meal, like, there's a lot of things that we might be running into issues with. Sure. Sure. There. So is, is there a um, – because I know a lot, of, a lot of people that are, you know, working out a lot, and, and I think just in general, um, is there a number that you should be at with water? Oh, great day? question. Yeah. So I, I will typically tell – I will typically give the rule of thumb half your body weight in water. So I've if, heard that. That's yeah. that's a good goal. Huh? Yeah, I that's where I will usually tell people to start. Yeah, if everybody, if everybody, regardless of activity or not, hits half your body weight in water, you're doing you're doing okay. If mm. you work out, I would say the more water you can get above that, the better. Okay, um, you know, and water means water. Yeah. So like soda water. Doesn't count as water. Yep. There's nothing wrong with soda water. It's calorie free. It's like sodium this, free. This doesn't yeah. count as my water. La- this Lacroix, yeah. bubbly, La- I'm drinking. Lacroix the hell out of it. But <laughs> but but don't count Lacroix in your water. Um, you know, drink water. 
Um, water in your coffee doesn't count as water. Um, if anything, then you should drink more water because the you know coffee can have some dehydrating effects. Mm-hmm. So water is water. So get a bottle. If you if you're two hundred pounds, then you're drinking four twenty four ounce bottles of water, mm-hmm. um, and know you got to drink them throughout the day. And I'll tell people, get a bottle. It's your bottle, and know that by the end of breakfast, you need to have one gone. And then before lunch is gone, you need to have another one gone. And before you get home from work, you need to have a third one gone. And then you need to drink a fourth one before bed. And if you have some somebody who can't sleep through the night without peeing, then you should probably have the fourth one before supper so that you can <laughs> get that out of your system. But, um, yeah, people are amazed by how much water they don't drink. I mean, they think they have it down, and then they track that, too. And you're like, I don't drink anywhere near what I thought I should. Yeah. yeah. Is there... Is there one piece of advice that you would give to somebody who just says, I just hate exercising? The first thing I would say is that you don't have to necessarily start with exercise. There's so many other things. And and people at our gym will tell you that um, I'm huge on looking at other things outside of exercise. Like there's little tiny things you can do that have huge results, sometimes even bigger than than the hour spent at the gym. Um, and that's when sleep. So mm-hmm. just make sure that you're sleeping, like get seven to eight hours of sleep, um, instead of five to six yeah. and try to make it quality sleep. Um, uh, I am people at, at our gym will tell you that I am really big on, uh, feet and breathing. Um, and not feet in a weird way. Um, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. maybe a podcast for yeah, another time. Yeah, and you yeah, can come foot, back. The foot fetish podcast. <laughs> um, I am really big on on foot health, yeah. and and that comes down to the the footwear. So our shoes, mm-hmm. um, how we are strengthening our foot, and the arch of our foot is a muscle just like anything else. Um, and most of us aren't training that muscle. Um, and actually we're probably wearing or doing things with our feet that is probably causing more harm than good when it comes to our feet. Um, so taking a look at things like the shoes you wear, um, if you don't have to wear shoes, then don't wear shoes. So if you're walking around the house, take them off, um, and find ways to just train your foot. You can do that while you're watching TV and you never have to get up and you don't even have to break a sweat. Um, and that can help with, uh, joint, joint and muscle pain up the chain. Yeah, um, which might get you feeling better to the point where you want to get up and then fitness, right. you know, um, and then just things like breathing. Um, so I am a huge advocate for nasal breathing in and out as much as you possibly can. Like our mouth should be open for eating, speaking to one another. And then there's one other thing that I'm not going to mention on here that maybe you do, <laughs> but there's, there's like three things you should do with your mouth. Um, Otherwise, close it and breathe through your nose. You're funny. <laughs> um, so, so we will actually do at the gym, we'll do a lot of, of breathing focus. Um, are we breathing into our chest or are we breathing into our belly? Are you mm. breathing through your nose or are you breathing through your mouth? When do, how do you exhale? Do you breathe slow? Do you breathe fast? You know, and some people, you tell them to close their mouth and they immediately can't, like, they're suffocating. They can't breathe yeah. through their nose um, and they panic. And so we'll work on things like that. Um, and there's a, there's a whole study. You could go read. There's a book by um, James Nestor uh, titled Breathe. Um, and it's, a, it's an awesome book. Uh, the whole book starts with him doing a study where for a week, 
Uh, he does some tests, and then for a week they plug his nose so that he can only breathe through his mouth. And then they and they take like they take tests every day at the at the breakfast table, the lunch table, the dinner table. They you know read blood pressure. They check his sleep apnea results and things like that. And like in a matter of twenty four hours, like his health just rapidly declines because he's just breathing through his his mouth. Hmm. And then after a week, they go through. They take some tests. They send the scope up his nose and look at everything. And then they go ahead and they they. Uh, tape his mouth like they just give him a piece of tape so when he's eating he can take the tape off and eat and but then he tapes his mouth shut and he just breathes through his nose and like in 24 hours uh, all of the sleep apnea issues he has stops his headaches his joint pain all of these things alleviate themselves just from how he changed from his breathing and the book wow. goes into a lot of detail and there's way more books out that you know out there than just that book um, but I think for most people who might be interested in it, that's a big one. Um, but it'll talk about how, you know, breath can alleviate uh, asthma issues, could help with sciatica, could help with uh, increasing your metabolism just from the way you breathe and, and things like that. So um, that's what I would suggest to people who are like, I don't want to work out. Is like there's a lot of things you can do that don't require breaking a sweat, mm-hmm. you know, and find those first. And if they get you feeling better then you might want to go work out and, and you know, it'll all have a trickle down effect. So that's great. Um, do you have any fitness apps that you absolutely love? Uh, Spotify. Spotify. (laughs) (laughs) Roman would agree with you on that. It's my favorite fitness app. I like music. Um, so that makes sense. It's other than that. Um, I don't know that I necessarily have a lot of, Fitness apps that I use. Uh, tracking, when we do track food, I'll use my fitness pal. Sure. Yeah. Um, there's others out there, but that one just has a big database of mm-hmm. stuff. But you have to be careful because it's kind of like the Wikipedia of fit uh, food tracking. Oh, As in anybody yeah. can enter anything and you have to filter through the BS. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Find, I've seen that. Like someone will put in there like, you know, a shot of vodka has 35 grams of protein. I'm like, that's not accurate <laughs> I don't think at that, all. I mean, that would oh, be helpful. Where is this vodka? That'd be a lot, <laughs> lot more fun. I would be the fittest person ever after these last two years if that was the case. <laughs> so we've talked your ear off and we've asked you a bunch of questions, but we have one more for you. Yeah. If someone is sitting on the fence right now, scared to go to a gym uh, for all sorts of fears, some of them you've talked about already, what would you tell them? Just start. Just start. There's, you are never. Uh, so I have people who tell me I need to go to the gym. Uh, I'm going to a different gym to to lose some weight before I start CrossFit. I'm like that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> you are telling me that you have to get fit so that you can go get fit. Yeah. Like it. No, you just start. You just start. Now, find and go talk to people. Go yep. find somebody that you think uh, might know what they're doing that can help you out and just talk to them and say, this is where I'm at. Most, yes, there are some bad trainers out there. There are some bad environments that maybe just aren't for you. Mm-hmm. So go start, just go check them out, talk to them mm-hmm. and you aren't committing to anything, just talking to somebody. And if you go, you oh, this isn't what I thought it was, then walk away. And if you walk in and you go, you know what? This doesn't scare me away completely. Um, the guy didn't seem like a total jerk. Um, like just start the worst that could happen is you decide that it's not for you. 
mm-hmm. and maybe you find some other avenue, um, or maybe you at least at at minimum you can just check that off and go, that wasn't that wasn't for me. But you have to start and you have to give it an honest effort. Mm-hmm. And you can't go into going. I already know I'm going to hate this. Right. Um, you have to go and give it an honest effort. Maybe it's a month. Uh, you know, maybe the membership is a month and you can try it for a month. Um, and that's what we do. We don't, I mean, for our gym, I don't lock anybody into anything. Yeah, and I tell everybody, try it for a month. Yeah. And if you don't like it for a month, that's fine. Yeah. I might not yeah. be for everybody. Right. Maybe you don't like, maybe you don't like the class setting. Maybe you just don't like, you know, burpees enough to the point you want to leave. Um, that's fine. But then you know that you know what's here, you know what we offer, um, and you know you don't like it. Mm-hmm. And guess what? I'll help you figure out a different place to go. Maybe you really like Tony Horton and Sean T and Insanity and P90X. Cool. I could tell you which ones to try. Yeah. Um, maybe there's one aspect of what our gym does that you really like. I have people who will start at the gym and realize that they love rowing. And so they buy a rower and then they just row in their living room, you know, a couple times a week. Mm-hmm. I think you and Bo do that. Yep. Right. Yep. Um, and, and that's great. Maybe your first exposure was seeing the rower at the gym and that's how you ended up deciding you really love rowing. Mm-hmm. I have people who come in and have never touched a barbell and then all of a sudden they fall in love with Olympic weightlifting and they maybe don't do CrossFit for a while but they focus on Olympic weightlifting because they found their love of weightlifting. Yeah. Um, so you have to start and know that that plan can change at all, any time. Yep. Um, but yeah, if you don't start, if you don't take the first step, you can't go anywhere. So yeah, it's if, if somebody wants to get a hold of you um, and wants to come and check out what iron jungle is all about, how do they find you? Um, the best place to do for us is Facebook. Yeah. So go find iron jungle CrossFit on Facebook. I will tell you, I am terrible. I hate social media. It hasn't been updated probably since before COVID because I just went into like forget social media, mm-hmm. but you can still go on there and you can still message me from from uh, there. Um, we do have an Instagram too, uh, which is you, know, you can find Iron Jungle CrossFit on Instagram. Um, uh, I have a web page that is currently not up right now that I need to probably get after a little bit more. But yeah, yeah, I like talking to people in real life. So yeah. sitting behind a computer or a screen is really like, tough. It's the worst part of my job. If yeah. I could yeah. get rid of that, I'd be fine. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Otherwise, just drive by the gym, and if we're there, just stop, and I'll tell you. If I'm coaching, I'll say, "Hey, I can't talk right now, but here's when I can. Let, let's let's connect." Perfect. So, Awesome. It's been really fun having you here today, Kirk. We really appreciate you coming in. For those of you at home, thank you for listening to another episode of Hometown Conversations. If you'd like more information about our podcast or have an idea for us, and we love your ideas, reach out to us through our Facebook page at Hometown Conversations. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, uh, you know, we have a great lineup of guests coming up on the podcast, so be sure to follow and subscribe to find out more. See you soon, everybody. Have a great week.